Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. The start of week number 16 is here. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony behind the glass here at Shop Studios where it's uh, currently it's nice and cold and it's going to get hot and it's going to get really nasty tonight for Thursday Night Football because it's on the local front. The Jets taking on the Jaguars. We'll get into that in a second. Before we get into that game and all the stuff we want to get into today, I definitely want to bring up some legitimate breaking news on the mojo market. As of yesterday, it looks like Ryan Tannehill, quarterback of the Titans, who are right now in first place in the AFC South, could miss the rest of the year. I think they're actually just saying it flat out, saying Tannehill's going to miss the rest, of, uh, miss the rest of the year. Now, obviously, everybody knows the backup rookie quarterback Malik Willis. Um, just based off that announcement alone, uh, Malik went up three percent last night. He's got uh, he's the sixty fifth ranked quarterback on the Mojo Market. I know we talked to quarterbacks last night or yesterday. Um, do you think it is? Any, are you at all interested on a Malik going forward? I mean, they got. That the, the biggest thing is they're like a potential playoff team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So this is like very similar to last year with Henry getting hurt. We'll yeah, see if they I can think, finish I think off. It, it heightens the ex, uh, the importance of the game just a little bit. Not that they, they were banking on Tannehill riding the Titans to four wins straight, but the Jaguars right now are needing the Titans to lose a game. This opens the door for Jacksonville to potentially be a playoff team this year. We'll talk about that in a second. But as far as Malik Willis goes... I like the player. I just don't like the situation that he's in. Mm. I don't think we've, – we've talked about it on this show before. I don't think that the Titans are the right fit for him because of the way they run their offense. Under center, 90% of the snaps. Malik Willis was under center, 0% of the snaps in college, so the math doesn't math. I still don't understand why you draft a guy that just doesn't fit your system. Well, I don't <laughs> like, think – may, maybe, you know, when they're looking at it, they don't anticipate Malik Willis being the starter – out of the gate, he's a, middle, you know, a little bit of a project. Most of these guys sit a year or two, and yeah. if you look at where Derrick Henry is with the wear and tear that he's had in his career, it might be around that time that he kind of falls off a little bit, Maybe. and then you could change the offense around, but I think that's a lot, a lot to have to digest for a third-round pick. They got themselves a decent schedule ahead of them, and again, we break down Thursday Night Football today, as a matter of fact, because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're traveling east um, up here in the uh, Northeast Corridor, uh, and that is against the, the New York Jets. Both teams right now technically alive. The Jets have slipped a little bit farther than we had hoped here in, in the tri-state area. Um, but now all of a sudden, Zach Wilson gets the nod again. Mike White not cleared. This game has the potential to be a very, very you know, heavily impacted game on the playoff picture because of the fact that the aforementioned just Titans, who are just one game above the Jaguars right now. The Jaguars coming off their thriller of a win over my Cowboys, right, in overtime. So they're rolling and they're feeling themselves. Trevor Lawrence, though, the story here is, is who you would play on this mojo market. Are you a day trader type guy where you're going to play these guys, slap some multipliers on them, you know, win some money tonight? Now, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he has a career day. He's been playing out of this world. Now... Here comes the 20-mile-per-hour winds. Here comes the rain. And here comes the Jets' defense. Trevor Lawrence, not the play, in my opinion. No, definitely not. There hasn't really been many quarterbacks that have succeeded against that Jets' defense. And I don't anticipate Trevor Lawrence, as well as he's been playing down the stretch, they're going to have to figure out other ways to win this football game. They're going to have to rely a little bit more on ETN. And I'm going to need to see Jacksonville's defense step up. I know we don't really talk defense on the Mojo market, but that's what's going to have to happen here because it's going to be one of those sloppy games, as we know, with the weather report. Um 
nobody's throwing the ball against the Jets defense in good weather. So no, I'm not in on. I any don't even of the expect Jaguars. a lot of attempts. Pass catchers. You're probably going to see some attempts because I that's like 25 the Jag- to 30. That's, that's the offense the, the Jaguars number. are running. I don't see ETN getting the ball 25 times. I just don't see that happening. I don't know who else they even have. Hasty. A little hasty action. Mm, he doesn't, he don't doesn't be hasty. strike me as the bell cow type. All right. Fine. If I'm looking at a, a player Do in this game. Do nothing tonight. Just watch the game. If I'm looking at a player in this game waiting to blow up. He's due, and it's Garrett Wilson. Yeah, the Jaguars. I like that. The Jaguars. They do decent against the run, but they have real issues stopping the pass. I know it's Zach Wilson, but there's going to be some room for somebody to do something. And here's the thing I like about Garrett Wilson: he's really good with the ball in his hands after the catch. He's shifty. He could get open underneath and make things happen with his legs and make things easier for Zach Wilson yeah. to find him. Yeah. You know, because right now, Zach Wilson's having a hard time doing the easy things. There may have been a flip-flop, and some some tight end over in New Jersey, we'll call it, may or may not have taken his starting job back. And C.J. Uzama has been kind of taking the the front, the leading man role in the tight end position. Conklin is taking a back seat, and it's definitely been Uzama. What is Uzama, the one that rocked the Mike White shirt? Or was that Conklin? It was Uzama. Uzama might be just a t-shirt guy. I feel like he just has like a graphic <laughs> t-shirt. Tea. Time. He has a graphic tea business yeah. on the side because okay. it was definitely CJ Uzama who had the Milf Hunter Zach t-shirt oh. in camp. So mm. that I know for a fact. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder Turn how Zach felt about that with you know, like, he was like, "Yo, do you? I don't. Dude, I don't even make a meat T-shirts, bro. bro. Mike, why? How are you gonna make a T-shirt, a t-shirt like that? Can I get it in a small? Because <laughs> I think he wants the shirt. Uh, but anyway, Zach Wilson tonight back in, in action. Uh, Uzama, which by the way, you know, when we went over our, the biggest fallers per team. Uzama was it. Like yeah, yeah. all the expectations like, hey, the Jets got a tight end, and then it never panned I would, out. I would definitely look at I would look into Uzama's share price right now. I don't have it offhand, mm. but I think with all the with all the losses that he's he suffered this year in the mojo market, there's some room for for growth there. So if you weren't on the CJ Uzama train and you didn't lose your money, which not many probably did, um, there's some opportunity, I think. Monitor this week. If Uzama plays well and he gets the bulk of the snap share. Then you could anticipate him being the guy going forward because they signed him to be the tight end one. Ready for this? See, so he's been the the biggest. Oh man, all of a sudden, yeah, things are moving for CJ Ozama. Over the last week, he's up four point eight five percent. Over the last month, he's up seventeen percent. There you go. So the, the the development has happened. Tick tick tick. It's tick. going up, and right now he's under four dollars. I don't know if there's going to be a boom at the end of this tick 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 tick, but. You know, there is going to be some upticks there. Yeah, in That's the year, he's down 39%. But over the last month, see hey, Joe Zama underneath route. If he's Zach up Wilson, 39%, then that it. means he was almost down 60 So Yeah, yeah. So in, invest now if you want to get maybe maybe a day, a day play tonight. You might get some action. Why not? All right. So Thursday Night Football goes down tonight. Now, as of yesterday, we addressed the quarterback class of the free agency. Today, we're going to talk about a couple running backs on the running back market that starts literally as soon as the season's over. There's a lot of decisions to be made. We had to cut it at like eight. There's like 15 guys that can find themselves in new roles, maybe even more than that. The running back market is going to be kind of crazy this offseason. But again, just like we talked about Danny Dimes yesterday and the potential of him sticking around in New York with a new contract, we got to talk about Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley right now, share price, uh, $18.72. He is the fifth-ranked running back on the Mojo market. So clearly, he's heavily uh, invested in and liked over there. A future projection of nine fifty four. And a season, $1.71 uh, a season. So you're looking at another seven, six to seven years well, out of Saquon? Maybe not, because there's some seasons in there where he did not play. 
Very so, true. So okay. He's probably on an average of a healthy season. He's banking a little bit more than that. But he's I, over a thousand yards rushing this year. I actually, over eleven hundred. I would say it's looking at like you know, three and a half to four more seasons of healthy football based on his future value. And that would probably be now we, we talked we discussed the running back tag being, you know, relatively low, right? And not it's not the quarterback tag, that's for sure. Um but like Saquon, could he be a victim of this franchise tag with the New York Giants? See, I have I have a slight problem with some of these guys because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of contract disputes here. There's going to be some guys that don't get franchise tag, but we were talking about the number yesterday at 12 million projected for for a one year star running back. If I'm if I'm the Bears, if I'm the Raiders, and if I'm the Giants, which I know where I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I'm franchise tagging all those guys, and for that reason, I, I mean, worry. The Bears could do whatever they want. They got like a trillion dollars to spend. So yeah, and you know what they're going to do. Probably franchise tag. Disrespect. It's the disrespect. It, I understand it is disrespectful, but they collectively... I mean, it's not. It's business. Like, they collectively bargained for this to be able to do it, 100%. and that's why they're going yes. to, if they so choose. Now, right. I think if that happens with Saquon, there is going to be a potential for Saquon to not be happy. You know, Daniel Jones is going to get the contract, and Saquon's going to get the franchise tag. More likely than not, if I'm the GM, that's how I'm operating, and there's going to be a, it's going to be met with, like, I don't know what to tell you, Saquon. All right, so I, I got a question for you. Sticking it. on Saquon Barkley, I got a question. So the success of a giant season that was supposed to be a rebuild, right? And all of a sudden, they're over-under, I believe, it was like five or six wins. They've already exceeded that, right? So the Giants came out, exceeded all expectations. They, they could very well be all signs pointing to a playoff team. Who's more responsible for the success of the New York Giants in 2022? Is it Saquon or Daniel Jones? I stand by my comments that Saquon is the reason why this offense could do anything whatsoever. Daniel Jones has proved himself, but the quarterbacks always get paid. I mean, we live in a world where they can both get a deal. Really, really, it's going to be where we do live in a world where they both get a deal. I don't know if we live in a world where Joe Shane pays a running back top dollar. I don't know if we live in that world. Sources we're have said find, that running backs get paid top dollar, just don't seem to. We're going to find out. We're going to find out in a couple months. But we will. Yeah, I mean, just all that aside, let's say Saquon re-signs a, mass, a massive deal and he stays with the Giants. I still am not so sure about him, you know, with the injury history that he's had, and we know about how the running back position, when, when you fall off, you fall completely off. It's very rare that you stick around and you get a backup role, especially if you're a star player. Usually, you know, you might I, have... Yeah, I can't you see might Saquon get signed. as a backup There could be somewhere. a point, you don't know. Like, nobody ever thought Adrian Peterson would turn into the journeyman at the end of his career. True. He did, right? So we don't know. Like, some guys could buck the trend and they could play really long and end up on six teams, but that's a long like wait. Frank Gore. That's a long wait on banking that value. Yeah. So I just don't see... Right now, if I'm looking at what he's banked and then I'm looking at the future... They're expecting Saquon to basically double what he's done in his career. I'm not so sure. I'm just Short. S- simply not so sure Short. about it. I might be shorting Saquon. All right. We'll see. Um, Moving on. Based on he might hold out. You know, there's, very there's, true. there's a lot of very there's true. a lot up in the air with Saquon right now. Um, moving on to a prominent running, one of the NFL leading rusher right Plus now. Plus, they have a tough schedule down the stretch, I believe. The right? Giants. I mean, they got the Vikings, the Colts, and I believe the oh, Eagles. Oh, they have an easy schedule. Well, they got down the Eagles. The uh, just the Eagles. The rest so of the we'll defenses see. are trash. Um, Josh Jacobs is the next man up here on our list here. He leads the league in rushing right now. He's about to eclipse over 1,500 yards on the ground, which, again, in today's world where it's a passing league, this is huge numbers for Josh Jacobs. The only issue here is, you know, the Raiders stink, right? And he's the 12th-ranked running back on the mojo market, a $6.52 future value right now. He's banking average $2.11 per year. Um 
Jacobs is the lead dog uh, as far as the rushing, right? I mean, like that's that. There's no debate about that. That he's the guy. The Raiders are in a situation now where we just talked about franchise tagging. This might be the like ideal candidate for a one year. Give me one more of what you just did type yeah, scenario. So I think there's a there's two sides to this coin. One, I think Jacobs is the type of guy that. He's like a high-character guy. He wants to go out and play, and he understands the contract, and he's going to go play out his contract mm. and all those good things. I've never seen Josh Jacobs the free agent. I've never seen Josh Jacobs the franchise tag running back, so I'm not sure how he would react to either of those situations. I, I, don't, know if, if I, I don't even know if I know what his voice sounds like. Yeah, I don't you know. know like, he's not I, like I, know that, I know that what I've seen out of Josh Jacobs this year is that no matter where he's playing – this dude could ball out, right? So I think if there's a team that's going to pay him a decent amount of money, it's going to be to be a featured back. There's no doubt on that. I do think, based on the Raiders not trying to move him at the deadline, um, being that he's on a contract year, there's a couple things that make me think that they might just let him go. It's because they're still running him into the ground with basically a lost season. I know it's not all lost yet, but it's lost, oh, right? Oh, it's lost. <laughs> it's very lost. Um I think, like I said, I think Jacobs is good no matter where he ends up. The Raiders stunk this year. I do think... The best situation for him would be on a stinky Raiders team next year. Stinky! Well, because the offensive line is really playing well for a bad team. And I think that with the surrounding weapons, with a Waller healthy, you get Renfro back healthy. Like, yeah, they know, were banged let's up. Let's not this forget year. the Raiders offense. They put up points, they still get yards, they do all those things right. They just haven't been able to finish. And I'll just say this coaching matters. Maybe it's a McDaniels thing. But anyway, a guy that's popped up on our list here uh, next is a Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt right now, he's known to be the guy behind Nick Chubb, right? Everybody knows that. Kareem Hunt was also a leading rusher in this league once upon a time, right? He falls into a little bit of a problem uh, on his personal level, right? But this year, as a as a supplemental back, he's got almost 500 yards, right? He's got 28 catches for 182, so he's, he's valuable out of the backfield. Kareem Hunt is the 18th ranked running back because of the, I believe, the banked value, right? So... His future is 284. His season average is a buck 81. Basically, what I see here with the future value is that Kareem Hunt will get a deal, but he will not be the starting running back anywhere going forward. I don't just based off the projections. I, I just don't see, you know, with this projection of dollar 81, like you're basically saying, cool, give me another year or two, you know, as a as an effective runner. You know what I mean? So I just don't yeah. see him being the bell cow I don't know, anywhere. I don't know if he's going to be the bell cow, but I think that. If his agent is smart, he's going to try and sign him to a spot where he's at least the feature, right? Where he's the sure. Guy and you know what? It's funny because a lot of these spots that we're talking about might have a void for a Kareem Hunt. So. Yeah. So as I look into it, I mean, I know we didn't get to Montgomery yet, and we will, but I, I like I like Kareem Hunt based on his future uh, projections because it's not gonna, it's not going to take much. No. You know, if he signs as the starter for one season, that's going to shoot up a, a great deal. Like, a, think about it, right? If he's at 1296, I feel like he's had a very spotted career up to this point. And that means he's banked more than Saquon has. Right? Possibly. He's only been there one more year, right? And he's go back to Saquon real quick, just to just <coughs> so I want to bring that up. Yeah, he has banked more than Saquon. All right, you can go back to Kareem. So so he's, he's banked more than Saquon more. has, and he's had what I I mean, I know he lit it up early in his career, so there's probably a lot of it in that first year with Kansas City. But yeah, I mean he was a savage. The, the fact remains that I don't know that there's that much. Like, I see 284 easily in his future. I don't know how soon it's going to be, but if he signs on with a team and he's the starter next year, it might be as soon as next year. 
You know, he might he could get two dollars and fifty cents in bank value next year. Then what's his market projections going to look like right. after a good season? Right. And even if he doesn't sign on to be the starter, let's say he signs on to be a Zeke or Tony Pollard type or an AJ Dillon type. That's easily attainable there as well. I think so, too. Looking at what he probably banked this year on a down year, right, as a guy that Nick Chubb is clearly the bell cow there, and he's probably banked a decent amount with 500 yards, 28 catches. Yeah, I'm all in on Kareem Hunt. I think I'm all in on the next guy. You mentioned him already. Uh, David Montgomery, okay, Uh, $11.49. He's the 23rd-ranked running back on the Mojo market. He's got $3.69 of future value projected, and he averages $2.09 a season. With the fact that the Bears have all this money to spend in the offseason, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be a victim of, of a franchise tag situation, considering the fact they have all the money to spend. So if they like him, if he's a character dude, if he's a guy that meshes well in the Justin Fields jo- runs. Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery? Yeah, Spider-Man, right? I, I believe so. But I think Montgomery is actually in a better situation right now, considering... The build, considering what they've done as a team, like there won't be any draft capital. They have the second overall pick right now. At the worst, they're going to get the third, right? I don't see that being a running back. Nobody does that anymore since Zeke, right? Nobody takes the running back too high. Well, Saquon. But uh, what I will say is I think the Bears build the offensive line. I think that this uh, this team is built around Justin Fields going forward. And I think Montgomery's in a very good spot right now to be the starting running back. And I know they have Khalil Herbert, right? I mean, once upon a time, uh, uh, Cohen, Tariq Cohen was cutting into the carries. I think that's always going to be a thing. I think Montgomery's health has always been a little bit of an issue, but I think he gets a deal. And it's not going to be as lucrative as everybody sees, but I see this future value of 369 and a kid this young, like he's only in his fourth year, guys. Yeah, like, you know I what mean, I mean? I'll push back a little bit on a couple of these things. One, I don't think Montgomery's been uh, had health issues. I think at running back, you get nicked up here or there, but if you look at his career, four years, He's only missed a couple games, you know, and it's just more recently. You know what it thing. is? I think he always pops up on the injury report, and you're just waiting until Sunday to find dude, out if this he's This dude playing. is a gamer, and, <laughs> and there has been spurts where other guys have taken it over, and they stepped in, and they, they excelled. So you may have seen a three cone. It makes you think, like, well, where's Montgomery? Well, I'll tell you this. Montgomery has been there plugging along all this time, and he's one of the league leaders in the last couple seasons. Over Since he's been in the league, he's one of the league leaders in goal line attempts. So when they get down low, they use him. Yeah. Now, I know that might – Dip a little bit now with Justin Fields there, but they don't really run the QB sneak much. I feel like he's doing a lot of design plays inside between the twenty. I think uh, Justin Fields is being becoming a little bit of Willie Beeman, <laughs> you know, just like finds himself. Hey, that looks like a lot of green in front of me. I'm about um, to take that advantage. I do like do David it. Montgomery. I'm not a Bears fan, obviously, but I think I don't know. I just think the Bears let him walk because of Khalil wow. Herbert, and it's just a new new time for something new. They're, they don't really need to pay a running back because they have Justin Fields. So it Can might David not Montgomery be, be the bell cow somewhere else? 100%. Yes, right? 100%. Then, then, then I'm going along on David Montgomery because I feel like he's a, still a productive the running back in this league. The only problem that I'm having, and the reason why I think a lot of these running backs may be a little more hesitant to fight the franchise tag, is like, okay, it is a major risk, especially at that position. But – Look at how many free agent running backs potentially be there. That's true. I, we have to wait and see who gets tagged and actually who's able to be approached by other teams because there's a lot of guys right now. And if you're a running back in a semi decent situation, but you want more, you might not be able to find more because the price is going to be driven down because of the amount of running backs that are available. I agree. So we haven't even talked about like we won't even talk about Raheem Moster. We won't even talk about Jeff Wilson. Well, you're right. We, there's a lot of guys that we're not going to get to. So yeah, I agree. Um, so. The Philadelphia Eagles have run, you know, rough shot over the entire league, and part of it's due to Jalen Hurts and the running game, including in that running game is a guy that has over 1,100 yards on the ground. That's Miles Sanders. 
Uh, Miles Sanders right now is the 20th ranked running back in the Mojo market. Um, he's got a four dollars and ninety seven projected uh, future value, and only an estimation of a dollar sixty seven a year. Miles Sanders, to me, is a very very good running back. Right, they're in a situation Philly where they've never. Every time I think about the Philadelphia Eagles, I always think that there's three guys. At all times, right? Miles Sanders has obviously jumped off the charts here to me this year, right? But there's the Gainwells. There's the, the – they have another guy, and I'm just – it's missing my mind right now. But they, there's there's backup running backs always. Do the Eagles cheap out here and settle? I say settle, but still a decent run. Are they in the market for, like, a Kareem Hunt? You know what I mean? Like, to just kind of weather the storm. You talked about B. John Robinson coming out of college. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all I, of a I sudden. Think, I, think the Eagles are gonna, I think the Eagles are in a decent spot right now. Miles Sanders, when they approach him and they have these conversations in the offseason, Miles Sanders hasn't really been able to get it going. He had a decent second season, but then he had, a, like, a little bit of a down third year. He's in his fourth year now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now he's back, right? In a very good offense. In a very good offense behind one of the best offensive lines in football. So I Correct. think based on those facts, they're going to be able to say, hey, look, you know, we know what you are. You know what you are. Uh, we will pay you, but we ain't going to pay you anything crazy, And they, nor should they. I, I feel like the franchise tag dollar amount is probably going to get it done. And if they just do that with a little bit more extra at the back end, mm -hmm. I feel like if they give them a three-year deal worth around $40 million, it'll probably work, right, with some guarantees in there. So... I think Miles Sanders does stay. Yeah, if they twelve point six to clear it out, twelve point yeah, six so, million dollars. So you figure if they give Miles Sanders, you, you figure he's worth twelve to fourteen per. But you, you know, it's, it's funny. There is only one franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? So like, they have to address. Like, we're just talking about offensive players. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot of guys on all these teams that might well be deserving of a franchise tag just to kind of give them one more. I year. feel like you know what you're getting. I out feel of Miles like a Sanders. franchise tag is a dangerous proposition for certain other positions. I know it seems like it's team friendly, but. You know, losing a player that isn't worth that dollar amount. Like, if you're looking at the roster, I feel like Miles Sanders is the most clear potential candidate for because sure. the running back position at 12.6 mil with the inherent risk at the at that spot, I would be only using franchise tags on running backs. I'd be like, look, guys, I'm sorry, but you realize the nature of this business, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, Miles Sanders, I think he stays in Philly. If he doesn't stay in Philly, I think that they really do really 100% make serious consideration at a B. John Robinson. And if they don't, I feel like they trade out of that spot. Okay. I'm just looking real quick at, like, just their – the Philadelphia Eagles free agents next year, right, just to be cu just curious. Guys like Fletcher Cox, um, Robert Quinn, who they just acquired this year, Bradbury. So, like, there's a lot of defensive players over there that – Ndamukong Sue, I don't know if they hold on to him. Probably not. No, but, but like, but, Boston Scott, but, you know what I mean? Like, he's another running back. That's the other guy I was I talking think, about. I don't know if you're able to franchise a player um, on a one-year deal that you sign midseason. So, Sue – Probably not. Like yeah, you're right. Probably, I don't know if that's the actual rule, but that makes sense, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, look, Zach – I don't know Zach Pascal. Out of the names, name those guys again. So, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is probably out because you could probably get him at a vet deal. Truth. You know, one, um, one I'll just go time. based off of snap percentage just to give you an idea. Marcus Epps. Is there anybody that you would say is a bigger candidate? Than, than, than Miles Sanders? Sanders? Probably not. No, I wouldn't. Gardner Minshew? <laughs> That's a quarterback tag. That's a ridiculous. Talk to me after He's Saturday. out. Um, but anyway, uh, Miles Sanders is a very interesting topic. Um, moving on to my guy, Tony Pollard, who, by the way, I don't know if this is going to set off some folks, but yesterday the Pro Bowl people were announced, and Tony Pollard's a Pro Bowler and Zeke is not. So 
you know, like yikes. I mean, but he's having a better year. He is. He is. Um, he's 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 doing well. Nine hundred and sixty-nine yards on the ground as the supplementary back. He's caught the ball thirty-three times for three ten. He's gotten the end zone twelve times. Tony Pollard is the future. Uh, if the Dallas Cowboys want to be consistently be the new offense that they're looking to be, Tony Pollard needs to stay in Dallas. Yo, we should have put Zeke on the free agent list after he gets cut. I mean, it's not. I mean, <laughs> might be free agent in June, uh, but maybe I don't know. Maybe more. I don't know. But what I will say is this: Tony Pollard is like the 16th ranked. Believe it or not, the Dallas Cowboys have two of the running backs of the top 16 on the Mojo market. So that that goes to show you. Obviously, Zeke's got the bank value, but the big thing here. Is the future value of Tony Pollard? They're projecting seven dollars and fifty cents at a dollar sixty, a dollar twenty per year. To me, that says five-year deal. You know what I mean? That says extendo for Tony Pollard. I think it gets done in Dallas. I don't think they let this guy walk. I really don't. And I know paying running backs is ridiculous. They've already made the. Not, I, I don't even say a mistake because I love Zeke and well, I love what he brings to the team. But the the dollar amount when Zeke signed was like, oh my they god, can't, they can't give him upwards of like 13 million and they might th you talk about a franchise tag victim this yeah, guy might at, be the guy a one year deal but because Zeke has got one year left see if I'm Tony Pollard I'm I'm fighting that tooth and nail I might sit I might sit nobody's sitting everybody wants I to understand be. that but bro he's in a out of all the running backs I feel like Tony Pollard's in the position to get the biggest raise right yeah and I'm not I'm not risking it man no way not in this spot Right, because mm -hmm. Tony Pollard will get paid a massive deal. You're talking. I think that the league is starting to see a potential budding star here, and because he hasn't really done enough in terms of proving it, he's proven it this year. But you know, he hasn't proven it over the course of his career to this point yet. He's proven that when he gets the ball, he does well. But he hasn't proven he could shoulder the load fully. Um, but after this season, he's gonna he's he's in for a massive raise. I'm just looking at the Cowboys. The now. Cowboys Same situation as far as like. Franchise tag ability, I they can't. I don't know. Man. They cannot pay him fifteen million. No, of course million not. With Zeke on the on the deal, they no. can afford to pay him that in a bad way. That would be a bad move, probably. But if that's what it's going to take, you cannot pay thirty five plus or thirty plus to for your running back for your position. Running back position. Can't, you can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. So that's that. So Tony Pollard. Get your bag. Um, eventually. Where's he going? I don't know. I don't even want to discuss it because the Cowboys are in a mix right now, so I don't want to – let's just embrace and love maybe everything should, we got. Maybe they should sign Odell to not play so they can't sign Pollard. <laughs> they haven't signed Odell yet. Uh, he's coming. He's just as good as ours. He's, he's hey, here's your in Dallas. He's as good as, um, as, good as, good as hurt. He's <laughs> as good as not on the field. Devin Singletary uh, is rounding out our list. We got a couple more guys. Devin Singletary, very interesting. He's the 31st ranked running back. He's only $9.53, so he's definitely uh, on the cheaper side. Uh, $2.62 of future value and a $1.81 season. They're saying this is the end. The projections are saying this is probably the end of Devin Singletary as far as a bell cow starting guy. In Buffalo, you got Zach. No, you had Zach Moss. You traded away Zach Moss, but you got uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook. Um I didn't mean to snap at you. I'm <laughs> just trying to ring my own bell here. Um, uh, James Cook is your running back over in Buffalo. And I feel like that's another team like an Eagles who always seem to find a couple dudes to, to carry the entire workload. I think Devin Singletary is a free agent in, the, in 2023, which he is. But I'm saying I think he's just the guy that kind of he'll have a multiple visits. But he won't be a bell cow anywhere, and the projections yeah, are I mean, showing the you're same You're in thing. that offense, and I know that they're a pass-heavy offense, but with all those weapons around you and you're still not able to really grab Josh things, Allen is grab, your best running grab back. Grab a hold <laughs> of things. 
I think Devin Singletary is a good player. He's just he has his limitations. He's not you know he's he's good at everything, but he's not great at anything. Mm. Um, so that's how I describe Singletary. But he's in a he's in a situation now where he should just beg to stay in Buffalo because. He could get spurts. He'll have, he'll have fun. He'll have success. He's playing on a good team. Team success, yeah. But the way I'm looking at the Bills right now, good teams that pick late in the first round, they're looking for the most talented player. BPA. Added team need. There's some good running backs out there. Imagine like a Zach Charbonnet in Buffalo right now because mm. he goes 25th overall. What do the kids say? And Sheesh. He's, and he's the second. <laughs> o- and he's the second Anthony running back. Got, I got to rise that Anthony. With second that. running back taken. Mm-hmm. Facts, bro. <laughs> That's Anthony. It's guys. Uh, this episode is guys. <laughs> so what, what was I talking cheetos. about? Devin Singletary. Yeah, I think Devin Singletary should try and stay in Buffalo, but I don't know, man. Buffalo, there. There's running backs. Plethora of running backs in the draft, and there's going to be a ton of guys available. Like Shout out to Chris for using my word, plethora. It's Dave's word. I just said it. It's mine. I own that word. I actually copyrighted it. My bad. It. How much do I owe you? Uh, $6.20, which is the share price of Alexander Madison as we round out the running back free agents. Again, there's a lot more to talk about as free agency hits, and we'll probably re- you know revisit this. In February, when when all that stuff is going to go, you know, hit the fan. Alexander Madison, $6.20. He's the 45th ranked running back on the roster. And the only reason why I bring this up is he's only got 174 yards. He's not. Dalvin Cook has been the workhorse this year, right? Dalvin Cook hasn't gotten hurt. Dalvin Cook hasn't really missed games. What I will say about when he does, and this is something that you've brought up. When Dalvin yeah, Cook so does Dalvin, miss games. Every time Dalvin Cook has missed time, Alexander Madison would step in with 25 carries, 140 yards, and two touchdowns. I like Madison, right? I think that without Dalvin Cook there, he may have had even a Pro Bowl under his belt by now in that offense. Mm. I think it's a tough spot for him because, as I've said with everybody, it's a loaded class, but you're, there's potential here to get a really cheap, good, valuable back. Like, picture this, ready? Picture Miles Sanders signed somewhere else, and the Eagles sign Alexander Madison for, you know, a eight, penny. eight mil yeah. per or something, you know? Um, there's other guys. Jamal Williams is a free agent leading the NFL in touchdowns. There's a ton of these guys out there. So um, Keep your eye on it because, look, if you're new to the mojo market, it's the first time you're talking about this or even though what you're trying to educate yourself on what the heck is happening, what we're saying is when these guys get a new deal, their price share and their share price will go up. Yeah, and It Ma- will hit a spike. And Madison is going to go into a situation where he's going to compete for a starting job. We don't know how good he could have been as a starter. And you don't know that he's, you know, he's not practicing well because when you have a guy like Dalvin Cook, it's like there is no competition. He's right. the guy. But if you bring him in to compete with somebody, there could be a chance where he's getting, you know, 10, 15 carries a game consistently. Mm-hmm. So if I if that happens, then I'm all in on Madison. Right. The only reason why he's not higher is because of the situation he's been in. Sounds like a plan. I'm in on Alexander Madison because of that future value. I feel like he's going to be a journey. I feel like he's going to be around a lot. And then the, the, the season banked will sh- skyrocket all of a sudden if he gets the opportunity. So that is the running back class of 2023 heading into free agency. Uh, there's a lot of moves to be made. Um, definitely watch tonight because you have a couple primo running, well, at least one primo running back in Travis Etienne. He doesn't have to worry about anything like that. This guy is actually still a rookie, technically. So enjoy Madison. Uh, enjoy Etienne tonight and maybe enjoy some Madison down the stretch. So do yourself a favor. Follow us right now as we head into week number 16 on the Mojo, right? On the social medias, TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. And, of course, join the Discord. You can follow that Discord. If you follow us on Instagram, there's been plenty of times they've actually advertised the Discord. It's a click away. Do it. Join the conversation and have some fun. So 
Enjoy Thursday Night Football. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the slate of NFL games in week uh, number 16. So, again, full slate of games. We got you covered. For Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci, A5, Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Sure has. Yes, sir.